The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is the Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually, spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Worcester, and we will be taking your calls today in the second half of the show. Um, and just so you know, the we're looking for questions related to the topic that we'll be talking about today with my guest. And that topic today is soulful manifesting. And um, my guest today is, I, I want to get right into this because we, we could talk about this for hours. This is going to be a great topic, so stick with us for a bit here. But my, my guest today is evidential spiritual medium and spirit artist, Joseph Scheel. And I'm going to bring him right on. Hey, Joe. Hey, Laura. Congratulations. Hi, welcome. That's, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Yeah, so the- yeah, I'm so glad to have you on. And um, I know because you're a medium, a lot of people are expecting you to talk about, you know, spirit communication, mediumship, and oh, things wow. like that. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but you're much more than that. You're also a spiritual teacher. And mm-hmm. um, I've been. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because um, you recently offered a, a series of classes on on manifesting. Yeah. And I heard so many good things about this, and I and I. I just wanted you to share this with with my listeners. I think it's really important. But um, before we get to that, what I'd like to do is if if you I know you've kind of lived nine lives in your in your lifetime. (laughs) You've lived many different, (laughs) many different lives um, in addition to um, being an evidential uh, medium. But Mm -hmm. how did you get just so for people who don't know who you are yet? um, Mm -hmm. How did you get into this work? Well, I, you know, how did I get into it? I, I suppose through the calamities of life that, that brought me here, um, through just trying to find myself and trying to find what, what to do in the world. Um, I, uh, I used to have a large business and, um, you know, I, I was always spiritual when I was young and when I was a kid and things were happening back then. But, you know, as, as you grow, you, you kind of, have to put those aside or you're told to put those aside. And I listened to everybody else and, you know, started the business and everything else coming out of college. And, and I really wanted to go on to, um, to graduate school to, uh, to do some other things, but I ended up, ended up starting my own company and, and building that company pretty well. And then from there, it, I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't uh, okay. And things started to come apart like a cheap watch. And I began to say, you know, what, what more is there? And as I began to get into a new part of my life, I started to see that it was 
it was more worthy to help others. Um, I started to work with, uh, I, I went back to church, basically. I went back to church of my upbringing um, after trying many, many other religions and many other scenarios in life uh, from, from from the time I was a teenager in Southeast Asia to, to uh, you know, coming back and trying different different uh, denominations of Christianity, Judaism, that type of thing, and different, uh, different things that I looked into and, and tried. None, they, I found them all wanting. I found that, that there was something more that I needed to know and I needed to find. Um, and I went to work for Habitat for Humanity, and that helped me to put me in a situation where it was, you know, pretty uh, tough work and a tough hood. And, uh, and it, it, it brought some of my own things up in my face, you know, some of my own misconceptions, some of my own ridiculousness, some of my own uh, ignorance about the world. And it made me uh, look harder at the world. And uh, it made me begin to see that, uh, you know, if I was going to travel and I was going to learn the world, then I need to learn that everybody mattered and everybody was good and, and I needed to find the goodness in people. That forced me further to explore more. And from there, I, uh, I be, began a, with, with a couple of other guys. We, we started doing a lot of work in the rural areas of Kentucky and uh, downtown places and places like Rochester that at that point in time had a huge high murder rate and, and gang situation and things like that. And the only way I could see out of all these problems was to build bridges uh, between people and to build, build an understanding between people. And so I began to really uh, begin to write a lot more poetry, write a lot more um, scenarios that I've since put away, but I've, but I've been trying to uh, think of how can I get to people's hearts and souls and really help them see the value of life, the value of the world, the value of, the value of each other. And from there, I was called by a community to become a permanent deacon in the Catholic Church. So I went off to uh, graduate school at Colgate to, uh, and St. Bernard's Institute to become a permanent deacon. After being there for some years, um, I, I really started to see that there was, I didn't think I could go on with the, um, <clears throat> the allegiance to, to the cloth, if you will, to the, to, uh, to follow uh, the, the bishop's word, if you will. So, mm -hmm. uh, and things happened with me. I, I started to have things happen like the, the spirit drawings were coming through very, very rapidly. So I looked into that more and lots of people, other, you know, priests, uh, the deacons I knew, the rabbis I knew, psychiatrists, psychologists, whatever said, you know, they're, they're, you really have some, some kind of a talent here. You really need to reach for more. And I said, I always do. I do it in my music. I do it in my poetry. And they said, no, this is something even more so that you need to look into. So I began to really chase what was going on with me. And in the process, I found a lot of people that had lots of talent and I found a lot of people that had lots of problems and lots of troubles. And I just said, you know, I think this is what, I think this is what a higher source or a God wants me to do. And so today I, you know, I wake up every day and say, uh, God, what do you want me to do? And, um, I try to follow that. 
I, I don't try to do what Joe wants to do. I constantly want to do what Joe wants to do, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a place for me there. And so it brought me into this work heavily, and I started to learn as much as I possibly could and devour as much as I could, and then I share it wherever I can. And that's what brought me into everything. So just so people know, when you talk about spirit art, that's you, mm -hmm. you're literally drawing people from the spirit world you, Correct. You, without seeing yep. a photograph. Yes, which is yeah. quite amazing. If you've ever seen him do this work, you, you know it's amazing how you've never seen a photograph of your loved one, but he'll be you know, speaking on behalf of your loved one and, and, and as with their, he's drawing a picture of them. Uh, amazing work. So the connection you have with spirit is, is just astounding to me. It, it just blows me away. Um, but, but, you know, I, I do want to, not to burst anybody's bubble that's in spirit art, but I'm, I am going to offer spirit art course soon. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is technology today is just incredible. And there's things on the horizon that, that within a couple of years to, two to five years, I'd say, um, any medium will be able to sit there with the computer program and the, and the picture will be drawn for them almost photographically real. Um, it's just really? amazing. So things are yeah. really happening. Yeah. So anyway. Oh my God. Have you seen this already? Are you just seeing? I've already see seen it already. Yeah. I've seen it already. Oh it's just going to be incredible. You can just, you can be a stick figure drawer and you're just going to be able to draw like two eyes and nose and mouth. But when you start to give description and you start to talk about the spirit on the other side and you give the essence and the feeling of that person, all of a sudden the, the, the actual IT, you know, the actual IT, the, 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 that intelligence of the computer pulls it all together and starts to you know, kind of manufacture the picture on, on the screen. It's incredible. Oh, I cannot wait. I, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting here in my office. Yeah. yeah. And I said, yeah, well, I wish I could you know, show you what I see in my head. What's happening is technology yeah. and, and science is coming back together with, with faith and with, uh, and, and with the, the, we're talking about manifesting. You know, really, it's about bringing all of that, the physical world and the unseen world together. Because that's the way it was, you know, centuries and centuries ago, thousands of years ago, there was there was, you know, the human being trying to trying to make a tool or trying to make the process. But the, beyond that, before that was the imagination. It was the, the intellect. It was the thinking. And, and what do we need? How are we going to make it? And all of that coming together and people coming together to make it work and make it right. So we're we're still struggling, obviously, as human beings, but we're. We're getting we're getting to a place where it's just incredibly uh, in, in, incredible things are about to happen. So, anyway. yes, I agree. Yeah. So for for anybody who might be hearing this word being used in this way, like I think, well, some of us have heard of the law of attraction, and some of us have heard of of you know manifesting what you want from life. Um, mm -hmm. What is your definition of manifesting? <laughs> I know. Um, I would. <laughs> we got time. Uh, it's funny. Um, you know, it, you've you've heard law of attraction, and it sounds like you know when, when am I going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever the case may be. Um, right. And what 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 we want really wants us, and that is true. What we want in the universe, what we put our mind to, really is where where our focus and where the energies start to come together, and they start to come to come as one and join each other. Now. 
figuring out what that is and where, what our choices are and how that's going to be and working that through is, is quite a process. And it's quite a process of getting ourselves kind of out of the way, learning ourselves completely so that we know ourselves completely. And manifesting is really, um, it's a very private, intimate uh, conversation with our higher self, with the, with the, the uh, cosmic soul, if you will, with, with that which is the creator. Uh, the God, if you will, uh, you know, the big cheese, if you will. It just that is a c- private and intimate conversation of this is what I want in my life. This is what I try. Now, what we get, we might get exactly what we want, and we better be careful what we ask for because what we ask yes. for may be not exactly aligned with who we are unless we take the time to really find who we are and align that which is really most beneficial for us to see this life and its genuine greatness. So we can, you know, I can manifest a, a Maserati, but then I might not know how to drive the damn thing. So all of a sudden I'm, you know, flying all over the road and I'm, and I'm getting hurt. Um, right. or I can manifest something that is necessary, that's needed, that's, that's gives me peace, that brings me to serenity, that brings me a calmness in my life. So there's not, and even if I want the excitement, it brings an excitement to the point where it's not dangerous to my being, that it's actually, um, uplifting and, and, uh, gives, gives out the, the energy to others to uplift them as well. It's when that happens that it really comes together. So I would say this is more of, uh, you know, I use manifesting as a, as a, like a soul, a soul journey. It's like walking through understanding and coming to know one's own soul so well that we cherish it and we take care of it and we choose rightly by it so that we're not, uh, hitting the walls and hitting the edges and and finding ourselves in tears, um, sad tears. We we see even even the changes in the things that happen on life's terms, such as death and sickness and horror that are around us. We see them as part of the greater whole, and we begin to see life in a way that we can really put the pieces together to formulate our a place for us that is helpful for the entire world, helpful to everyone we meet, that helps change the world for the better. And for me, that's that I really, I think the word alignment comes into mind the most to, yes. to my own reality or my truth. So mm-hmm. being true to oneself is really the, the, the struggle because we're so separated. We're, we, we come into this world and immediately we're, you know, we're separated. We're not the soul anymore. We're now this, we're now this physical thing. So the boy or the girl or the, we're tall, we're short. We, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, one's quicker than the other. One's richer than one's poor one. And on all these separations, one's black, one's white. And, and all of a sudden we, we we're being pulled apart and distinctively different. And although those differences are actually advantages to the whole, and necessary for the whole to to come together and learn what love is, it pulls us apart, tears us apart, and we we end up feeling lonely, or lacking, or uh, we concentrate on our failures instead of on what our successes can be, and we end up just basically all the hurt in our life ends up because we're we're almost self destructive in a way. 
we almost find the hurt mm-hmm. and, and horrors of our own being because we're looking at the separateness instead of the the likeness the the oneness the the togetherness mm-hmm. and things so you know this is a unity radio we're on and unity <laughs> right. really really I, I love that word because it's powerful mm-hmm. it's powerful if you think about it unity means that we all pick up our part and we do it then things become quite beautiful mm-hmm. uh, but if we don't if we choose different if we choose to be different if we choose to find those separations it becomes quite ugly right so, right yeah. So let's just let's just say like uh, for example, if someone um, was introduced to manifesting as as the popular version of it, you know the one the one that's you know um, the law of attraction version, and right. they want to take that leap to to the to, to the step that you're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. going from a soul level, um, what's what's for the highest and best of everybody. Obviously, that's a process. It's not something you can just turn a switch and make happen. What can Mm -hmm. you suggest to someone to move from sort of the ego manifesting to the soul manifesting? Well, ego is a a wonderful word that came came around, I think, the 1960s or something like that. It's really not a very old word, but but really what it means is the unnecessary self. And we we are using parts of ourselves that are just unnecessary. It's just not. It's. It doesn't help us at all. It, it, it looks for the differences. It looks for those things that estrange us from others. And if I were to, to explain it to someone who is kind of, you know, hoping to get something and then they, if they get it, they're, they're all happy and they, they start to brag about being the manifester. You know, well, look at me. Look what right. I got. I, I was positive thinking and look what I got, you know. And I see mm-hmm. a lot of that. I see a lot of the, the trainings like that and things like that. And, you know, you're going to be the best, the best broker. You're going to be the best whatever. And mm-hmm. that positive thinking certainly is getting us hyped up into that positive thinking. But does it fulfill the totality of sincerity and serenity and peace in your life? Or does it, does it get you the next paycheck or does it get you the next boyfriend or girlfriend or you know, next date or your husband or whatever the case may be? And you don't see fully down the line, the whole, the totality of a life well lived. So all our pain, all our mistakes, all these things, even if you're in a position like that, where that's what you've been doing and it's, it's worked sometimes and other times it's just slammed, just slammed you down. All of that is, is, is necessary in part of building um, or making it painful enough for us to, to, to seek more, to seek the, the highest and best and the better. And one of the ways that manifesting comes about is, is in the beginning, in the, in the beginning where particles could not produce particles. Particles were produced by energy and energy together um, through sound, the music of, the, of existence itself brought those brought that energy and sound to begin to create particles and particles became the molecules and molecules became and and so on and so forth so at the at the basis of everything there is an intelligence or a design that that brings into existence those things that uh that we all need to want or or invent and so we can be the we can be the co-inventor where we make the mistake is we think we are the inventor 
Uh, mm. We think we're the only yeah. ones. We think we're, you mm -hmm. know, this doesn't happen to anybody else. This can't happen to me. This, I can't have that. That can only happen to, you know, Bill Gates or something. That can't happen to me, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just not the truth. We are all deserving of everything that there, there is. And, but we must be discerning about what is best for us and what it is we truly want. And one of the ways we do that is through what I said before is an intimate conversation with our higher self, with the higher being, with, with, with the universe. And if we're having an intimate conversation, it means we're not sharing that necessarily with others. And we've had a lot of different types of uh, manifesting programs over thousands of years. It's nothing new, but people have marketed mm -hmm. it over the last, you know, half a century in different ways that have come out wonderfully. You know, there's been some great teachers, you know, uh, and uh, there's been some, some not so, you know, and there's mm -hmm. been things like, I think the biggest thing in the past century, the secret, it's called the secret, you know, and, and right. uh, yeah. the wonderful work of, of, uh, of, of stuff that uh, that's out there and sold and you know cds tapes or books whatever the case may be but one mm -hmm. of the things that i found lacking in that is that you're supposed to keep it a secret and <laughs> and and, you know, and if you don't keep it a secret if you tell somebody i'm i'm manifesting a new maserati well guess what you're not getting it because mm -hmm. somewhere along the line, someone's going to look at you and they're going to squint or they're going to give you a bad face and they're going to say, oh, really? You're going to get them? Sure. Sure you are. You know, or you mm -hmm. tell mom and dad, or you tell, tell, tell hubby or the sister or the brother or whoever, you tell your friends around, around tea and you say, you know, I'm really going to, I'm going to buy that big house on the hill. And they go, oh, really? Oh, that's nice. And all of a sudden, that negativity and that that little glitch or just that that nasty face derails the whole manifesting. It, it it takes it right off the tracks, and we're no longer aligned. And now we're lost, and now we don't know how to get back there. And now we look at why can't I? And we start to think in terms of why can't I? Oh, I oh geez, I really want to. Why can't I? Why can't I? Why can't I? And we we change our focus to negativity and we change our focus to being right off the track and we'll never get there. And we wonder mm -hmm. why, because we want, we know we wanted it. We know that's what we're thinking, but we're not keeping our thinking aligned with what brings us peace with what is our heart, with, with what is really, in other words, we're too busy trying to convince everybody else what's good for us, or we're trying to, we're, we're too busy uh, trying to convince everybody else what's right because we think that's what they want of us instead of doing what we truly want for the sake of all. And when we do that, we start to feel more aligned and things don't get derailed. Things actually begin to come into place quite well. So I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I'm like, sure. as I'm listening, I'm like, how, how does having a Maserati create the best for everybody? Well, that, you know, maybe bad example, but how does a Maserati create the best <laughs> for everybody? Um, you know, yeah. if, if like somebody, if somebody really wants that Maserati or, you know, the Lexus or the, 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 the fancy car, let's call it that way, the fancy whatever. Okay. okay? And yeah. they want that. And that's going to bring them true peace. And through that yes. abundance in their life, they're willing to give away. 
they're willing to give more. They're willing to uplift others and have them yeah. make it as well. Then you start to okay. see a movement in the direction of pulling people up from, from where they are and teaching mm-hmm. them how, how they did that, bringing them to a place where they can have the abundance in their life too. You see, the mm-hmm. Maserati or the big house on the hill or any bauble or a trinket here is actually meaningless. It actually means right. nothing. It doesn't affect yeah. our breathing. It's just the way it is. If mm-hmm. what really means something is, have you been kind to somebody today? Have you have you? Do you have joy in your heart? Can you live rightly? Could could you feel like you're living an honest and true life, or are you really going you know going astray? And some people say, well, why do so many bad things happen? You know, there's the old book of why why did bad things happen to good people, that type of thing. And there's lots of those questions in our lives. And I had somebody in the class even ask me what, what, um, you know, how does, how does losing my son, how is that, you know, how how is that God helping me, you know? Exactly. And and that's a tough question, isn't it? That's, that's like, you know, oh, geez, I really want to go there. You know, I really want to go and, and answer that question. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is you're, you're talking to somebody who uh, screamed and yelled and bargained with God back when I was nine, 10 years old, when my mother was sick with cancer and I didn't get to see her. And I screamed at God and I said, you know, God, why are you doing this? You know, can't you take me instead? Can't you take my little sister instead? So I, I was oh. going through these gyrations of begging God, doing the foxhole type prayers. Um, this relationship with God was you do for me. You know, you do for me. What are you doing for me today? You know, and this this constantly like, keep keep my mother here. And unfortunately, um, you know, uh, my mother uh, met met her maker and she she left when I was 12. And threw my whole life into a dizzy and into, you know, into uh, a real, a real heavy time in my life. Now, I've probably been trying to crawl out of that for quite some time. However, I look back at it now and I see the beauty in it. And somebody says, beauty in that? I said, yes, I see the beauty even in death. Because look at the, look at what it forces all of us to do. Look at what it forces us to look at. You know, look at the, the moments in life that we waste, that we don't pay attention to. Those la- that laughter, that joy, that little tickle, that little hold, you know, that hug that we got. Well, yeah. that we just that we just didn't even pay attention to. We were too busy worried about the Maserati, you know, mm-hmm. or worried about something else. And so we be- begin to see the beauty even in this thing that everything exists and continues to exist. It's not like my mother's anywhere else, but right here. However, in a different form, however, I am forced then to, in my pain of that as, and I like to call pain, God's guardrails. That's uh, quoted that for years, but pain is like, you get pain. It's like, Oh, could you come back on the road? Could you come this way? Could you do what's true and right for you? Okay, we're going into the break. So I'm going to come right back in three minutes, everybody. So if you have a question for Joe, 816-251-3555. Stay tuned.
Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Intuitive Life. And my guest today is medium Joseph Scheel, who's also not only an international evidential medium, a spirit artist, teacher, and mentor, uh, but he also is, a, he, and he does teach um, mediums as well. Uh, he's a wonderful mediumship teacher, uh, but he also uh, teaches people manifesting and how to live a, a most, more soulful life. And that's what we're talking about today is soulful manifesting. Um, so one of the things we were talking about over the break, Joe, was um, oh, let me just say, I did. I wanted to mention your website, josephshield.com, in case you want to check in on his website, and also subscribe to his newsletter. So when he offers his next manifesting class, you definitely want to take it. I heard so many amazing things about it. I can't even tell you. It's it literally, and I and I don't say this thing lightly when I say this either, but the words life-changing has been used to describe his class, and I'm not using that lightly. Okay, so go to his uh, website, josephshield.com, it's S-H-I-E-L, um, and then subscribe to his, uh, his newsletter so you know when the next class is being offered. But one of the things we were talking about, Joe, over the break was, you know, when, so, um, when someone says, well, how did I manifest getting ill? How did I manifest getting cancer? Like you already kind of, you sort of alluded to that, um, you know, why did um, someone in your class had said, why, why did I lose my son? Um, mm-hmm. You know, when, when people get into that space, what can you offer them with that? Well, it's you know it's difficult to see to see anything else in life when you're going through that kind of a tragedy or that kind of a difficulty, and things are up against you're, you're up against the wall, and you're feeling the pain of of life, and you're feeling the unfairness of life. But it's right in that unfairness that we begin to see the separateness, and when we be- begin to see the separateness, we 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 are separating ourselves. When we separate ourselves from others, we begin to separate mm-hmm. ourselves from God and from the higher source. From, from what we can manifest to. And so we have to understand that we are, we recognize that we are one with everything, everything. There, there's nothing around you right now or in the room from, from the, the unseen molecules in the air to the physicality of some plastic thing across the room to the desk in front of you, the telephone you're using, the computer you're using. There's nothing you're not a part of that we are part and parcel of all that energy and all that stuff. And that we begin to see our role in that and we begin to manifest even the healing from those types of things. And I have seen people and I've been with people, unfortunately, uh, that, you know, it's, it's been painful, but I've been with yes. people through their hospice situations. I've been a hospital chaplain and I've watched young people um, go through an operation and not go well and, um, you know, have, have only hours to live with nothing, nothing more to do. You know, they're not going to play another game. They're not going to, they're not going to do anything else. And the parents are in the room looking to the chaplain, if you will, to, uh, to say something. And what I, all I can do is say, if you saw the beauty in this, they saw the beauty in the greater good for everyone, the greater the greater challenge of all of us to say, we're only here for a few short years. We're only here for, you know, the 60, 90, you know, maybe 110, if you're lucky, or like my grandmother, 106 years, you know, and we're wow. here. But that's a, that's a snap of the fingers in the, in the, in the, in the, in the avenues of time. It's what Truly, we do with yeah. this time. 
that's important and how we manifest um, a, a calmer, more, more light of things. Did we bring that into our life? Did we bring that sickness into our life? Well, we can look back at stress. We can look back at things. We can look back right now of everybody who is suffering right now and sick. Is there something society could have done better? Is there something our leaders could do better? Is there something the scientists can do better that we're caught up, we're caught up in the middle of a pandemic that we don't understand? Sure there is. There's more that all of us can do. And so what we do is we take, we take responsibility for ourselves and for what we can do in this day. You know, if I go out and wear my mask, you know, that wh why is that? Well, I don't understand it all. I'm not a scientist, but I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. So yeah. I try to do the best we can. There's, there's no looking, looking back will constantly bring us back. It's like picking a scab. You know, when you go to pick the scab, you just make it sore. You make it, you might infect it. You might make it worse. So what we do is we go from where we are and say, that was the experience then. This is what I want. And manifesting is about moving forward. It's about choosing peace in whatever yeah. situation that might be. So including if I were to have cancer, which I have had in the past, I don't choose to wallow in it or hate it or beat it up or, or you know, play the victim. I choose right. I, to find my peace in it somehow mm. and through it. And I try to look through it to to a better day. And I have known many people who have come through it. Uh, and I've known people who haven't. But I understand that they, too, have greater works to do. So, yes. Yes, absolutely. It's a very short time yes, to absolutely. answer a very complicated, you know, long question. But I know there's a lot. <laughs> I could talk about simple, this. No, but it's as simple as it's as simple as yeah. embracing the ultimate love of your own soul. It's mm -hmm. that simple, and that, is that easy to do? <laughs> no, we complicate the no. daylight out of it. You know. Yes, so we do. <laughs> so. We do. And we're yeah, and grateful, we do, we're grateful for everything, no matter what, you know, just being grateful yeah. for everything that comes along, no matter what, you know, if I, if I mm -hmm. have something terrible happen to me, I, I have to say, okay, this, it must've been for a reason. It must've been uh, something better is, is coming because I'm not, I didn't manifest that to happen, but because that happened, something even better will come to light. And it's that Beautiful. continuing looking forward. Mm -hmm. Looking forward. Beautiful. I, I, we have callers who have been waiting for a while, so I definitely want to sure. get to them because I know they have questions. And so let's <laughs> jump to <laughs> let's yep. jump to Maria. Hello, Maria. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thanks good for holding. Afternoon. Hi, Maria. Thanks for holding for off for so long. I'm a first time caller, so I'm listening. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Do everything you just said. Um, I'm dealing with a lot of health issues. I have been dealing with abusive, narcissistic family, and I still live with them. And while they're helpful, and I'm very much appreciative, in some days I'm in a better mindset. I'm learning to take care of myself better. But then other days I am just tiptoeing constantly on guard and stressed out to where I hold my breath and then it makes my health worse and just can't function literally and it's just so over controlling with them that 
I don't know how to let it go in a better way more quickly if I'm not able to voice my, my, my upset, my irritation or my rights to have healthy boundaries and function and not be heard. And so I've been trying new meditations. I've been trying to learn more powerful words to tell myself. Um, but I just can get into a space where I just, and nothing's working and I need to master this so I can live my life again, because I've turned myself off to appease everyone who's been around me that's been abusive, um, to where I barely exist. And Mm so, uh, I'd appreciate any help if that all makes sense. Because it's much more complicated than that. <laughs> but I know I need to move and I can finally get myself to a place to move. I just, it's still a process. So I still have a lot of things to go through in a very small space and still dealing with them. It's good a lot. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, so let's so- let's see what Joe has to say where, he, where you can begin. We'll go from there. Okay. Thank you, Maria. And, and I'm sorry for your situation, but the same token, I'm going to say to you that... Uh, one of the things you said just just throws up all kinds of red flags, and that is that I'm doing things to appease them. And that's the, the first recipe for disaster. This is about mm-hmm. you and your maker. This is about you and your higher source, your higher self. This is about aligning yourself with them. It doesn't matter what other people want. What you, if you look for your peace and you search for your peace and your higher self, then they will get what they need from you. And they will get exactly what they need. They don't. They may not need appeasement or or be good behavior or anything around them because that may not help them make the changes they need to make in order to see their true self. People are allowed to be jerks. They're allowed to be idiots. They're allowed to be dumb and and not and not strive for anything more. And they're allowed to do that. And then we all complain about it. But in the fact of the matter is, is if we tell them no, that's not okay. That's not the way I want to be treated. That's not what I, that's not the situation I'm in right now. I need, I, then we begin to, to, to take some of our own power back. We need to know what we are powerful over and what were the power we have within us. And the fact that we're part of this whole universe and that we understand the power of powerlessness. We cannot change other people necessarily by arguing or getting into the heat of things or or pushing them around or, or appeasing them or making things nice, nice and all this other stuff, because it just creates more confusion. It makes more separation and it makes a a, a bigger mess, if you will. And it might calm down for a few minutes, but again, it's this, it's this jumping from that few minutes to what, what is the bigger picture? The bigger picture is, is that you need your peace and you need less stress. The stress, the stress, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I know in my own life, my stress is what makes me sick. And if I get all caught up and stressed out and forget the fact that I am one with the universe and that I have a higher source that, that, that truly does want to bring me peace, the peace I want and love and bring that love to me, then I must love and so for those who upset me or hurt me or find fault with me or can continually correct me on things and things like that, some of those people that have been my biggest pain in the neck in my life are actually a soul-given gift to me. 
Why? They've pushed me to the brink of that guardrail that I told you about pain. Just take a harder look at myself and say, is this really necessary? Is this, do I really want this in my life? Do I really, am I going to really allow other people to treat me like this? And so they are actually this, this soul brother or sister that is, that is a beauty, a beautiful thing in my life because they're illuminating the truth. The truth is, is I don't need to do all that. I need to choose what I need to choose. And that is peace and health and well-being for the time I have in this physical form so that I can find that peace along the way, even during my old age or, you know, whatever happens along the way. And that can be hard in different situations if we get caught up in the weeds and we get caught up in the woods. But what I'm asking you to do and suggest you to do is kind of adopt an eagle's eye, get above the woods so that you can see the path. Don't don't dwell in the minutia and and difficulties of the family situation or the doctors or whatever else. Get above it and say, okay, how can I see this as a more peaceful path in 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 my life? And how can I how can I breathe this through? And if that's the case, I begin to dream, I begin to act as if, and I begin to look for what I want in my life. I begin to visualize exactly the way I want things to be. And they may not be that way today or tomorrow or the next day. But if I, what you think, therefore you will become. You th- things, uh, thoughts are things eventually. And they will, and if you stay with it, then you will shift everything to that point. And other people will eventually give up the, give up their fight, give up their, their, or they'll go away. And either way is okay, because that's what was meant to be in the first place, to, to have you in the place of peace. And hopefully I pray for them to find theirs. I pray for my family and family around me that, that may not always make things so pleasant for me. Pray for them to find their own truth. They may be caught up in the, in the constructs or the, or the difficulties of this world and, and every, you know, right is might. And, and, you know, the, the one with the most toys wins and all this other stuff, which, which if, if that's let go and that's not the struggle, then abundance comes in a, in a more pure way and in a more appreciated way. It's not just there as, as look, Hey, look at me, look what I got. It's, Hey, look what I have. And it's of no matter to me, I can share it with everyone. So I hope that helps a little bit. I know it's it's such a brief, brief answer for such a, a long haul, but I think, I think if you continue to look for the love within you, and pray for others no matter what, even if they're being the hardest on you. I think over time, if you pray for them every day, because we're talking about a soul sickness. We're not talking about, um, you know, you may be physically ill, but the people around you that are, that are not catching on, who they're not getting, that's a, that's a sickness of the soul. That's a blindness of what truly is love in the midst of them. True. Okay. Beautiful. I know, Maria, it's kind of hard to see the forest for the trees, you know, when you're amongst chaos. And um, so what, what I'd recommend is like this, this, um, this podcast is being recorded. 
So whenever whenever you feel like things are out of control, just if you can come back to this part of the podcast and listen to Joe's words again, I think that will help to sort of lead you through that. I hope that helps. Thank Thanks you. For, I appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Thanks for Maria. All right. Take care. All right, we got a couple more callers I'd love to get to. Jennifer, you've been hanging on for almost an hour. Thank you so much for your patience. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, thank you so Hi. much. This is a perfect topic. This has been on my mind for quite a while. So hey. I'm so glad to jump on. Um, yeah, I'm curious to know when we're looking for um, opening our path into a more meaningful way. And the avenues we've taken, um, information we've sought, um, knowledge as far as knowledge or, or assistance, and it seems that the doors are not opening. Not that they're totally closing, but after searching for a while and not seeing things open, I'm wondering what you suggest to do. Well, I, hello, Jennifer. Thanks for calling. I, I, I think... You know, I'm I'm not sure what the topic is or what what the exact uh, the thing you're, thing is you're trying to manifest, but it is your manifestation. It is what you want, and you need to keep it a secret. You can't share it with others. You've got to really kind of keep it your your and and then make the adjustments as needed. Um, we we act as if and and we look for things to happen in such a way as to have it have it come forth. And when things happen that are that make it not happen, we have to look at the value in that too, because it's not it's not like oh we we just got beaten or we just got cheated out of this or we just got hurt that way. It's like that was one path we probably shouldn't have gone down, and it, it may be the blessing in disguise, if you will. So we need to kind of adjust and say what's the adjustment we need to make? How how many different paradigms can I look at this from? Maybe I need to get behind this. Maybe I need to spend a little time in, in meditation and in an altered mind and listen to the music behind this and see where, it, where do I want to be five years from now, 10 years from now? Where do I want this to end? When I look back at my life, one of the, one of the exercises I think that would be really powerful for your listeners and for, for Jennifer here is to like, you know, per, it's an old one from way back when, but it, it's if, if you, you kind of go and um, you've been asked to do a speech back at your high school, you know, to the graduating class of 2000, whatever, and you're 93 years old. And now in a short 20 minutes of your speech at the graduation for these, for these kids coming out of high school, how are you going to, what are you going to tell them about life and how to live it? You know, what really is important? What, what really is going on? And how did you build this, this company or this, or this, this center or this, uh, this, this lifestyle of yours in a way that it worked, that it worked. And what happens is we look through and we begin to see life and we see the mistakes. We see the things well before we even hit them. And so we can kind of see the end of the trail and the beginning of the trail and we kind of put it together. So I believe that sometimes we need to kind of get out of the box of just, you know, struggling through and relax for a minute to breathe for a minute and let the universe bring it to you. Um, you are, you're the sounding board. You're the canvas that the universe is painting upon. But if you don't allow yourself to be the instrument of that piece, then the piece won't come. You, you're continuing force and push and push and push. Manifesting is about aligning and easy go, easing yourself one step at a time into, into what is coming next. So in my opinion, I wouldn't give up. 
I would just adjust. Thanks. And when we're looking for a more meaningful, um, let's say, career path, and we're not sure what that would be, but we know what we're doing is not what we want, do we not get it because we're not clear on what exactly it is? Sometimes, sometimes that that could be true, Jennifer. That we're, you're confused, and and sometimes if we make a decision, we're off the fence. You know, if we keep if we keep going one way or another, we're on the fence. It's a very uncomfortable place to be. Um, mm-hmm. But you can put your mind to something new and begin to focus on something new while still maintaining the nine to five, if you will, and. And you can, and you begin to act as if you begin to put it more and more in your life until such time as you see the freedom to move forward. And when you do, you'll know it. You'll know it quite well. And then you'll take that leap of faith. And maybe it'll be a few peanut butter sandwiches in between, but uh, you know things will get better because you're because you're true to you, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the manifestation part, though, if we're not, if we're looking for what we could do, um, how do we gain more knowledge on that? Or do we have to know something specific to, to actually get the manifest? Can we ask, um, you know, soul guide me to what is best for me? You definitely could, you can definitely, med- you can definitely meditate on what is right for me. And I would use a mindful type meditation where you watch all the things in your life go by and do not judge. It's almost like watching life's events as a parade and you're sitting on the sidelines, you're on the sidewalk, you know, with the balloon man and and you're watching the parade go by and do not make a decision on what's best and what isn't, or what's, what's the best float and what's the bad float. I'm going to watch everything in my life, everything I've thought of go by during my, during, during my mindful meditation. And then when I'm done with the meditation, I'm going to breathe and I'm just going to say, you know, what did I like from that meditation? What, what annoyed me that I really don't want to be a part of what? And then I start to, to put pen to paper. I would say, start to write down those things each day that make, that make you sore, that make, that bring you joy, that, that, that because my biggest advice as an, as an older guy, you know, to young kids, it's a piece of advice I didn't take right off the bat when I was young and I wish I had. However, I didn't, and so I am who I am today. However, what was told me was, do what you love and love what you do, and you never work a day in your life. That was the the advice I got. And it sounds silly, but today, I I believe in it wholeheartedly. Because if you do what you love and you love what you do, you'll put your full energy, focus, and self into it, and it becomes ever more powering of you and ever more powering of the of the joy and you you show gratitude every time something new shows up you something goes bad thank god thank you thank you for for not for that not working out well didn't you really want that yeah i did but i think there's something more it's constantly having a having an understanding that this is this is an, an amazing universe that you are part and parcel of that through you, in you, and with you, things happen. That it's not just through him, with him, and in him, the old Bible Bible preaching. It, it is in you there's a divinity, and you must honor that divinity within you, that you are somehow, some way, and, and divine. 
and honor it in everything you do. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself moving forward in such a rapid way all of a sudden. So don't give up until you have, have focused in on something that really, really makes you not comfy and, you know, oh, this is, this is cushy and I'm just going to sit on the beach the rest of my life, but something that really moves you to your own tears of joy. And, and if you haven't found it yet, then you keep looking and keep asking questions of other people, what they do, what do they like about it? What don't they like about it? And see what, see where your skills and your talents are in the midst of it and bring that forth and it will, it will blossom. You'll feed the seed and it will grow. That's a perfect quote. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer, for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. And yeah, we're coming up to the end of the hour. We only got about a minute and a half, but but <laughs> one day, uh, yeah, it's crazy how quickly this goes. But I did want to mention that you, because you were saying, um, you know, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. But but what some people for, you know, don't, they, the part that they miss a lot of times, because I know we both do work that we absolutely love. We both, right. I mean, both of us, maybe slightly differently, but we do it, you know, we just love the work. But it doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's a cakewalk either. No. So, <laughs> not, it, at yeah, right? not at all. Absolutely not at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I think sometimes people think it's it's going to be because it's, if they're doing something they love, it's going to be easy and it's not. Right. Um, so, yeah, just because it's it's not easy doesn't mean it's not it's not the right path either. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very good. So I know I'll come up, um, really quickly here. I just want to give out Joe's website again, josephshield.com. Make sure you get on his email newsletter. And um, he ha- he's a wonderful spirit artist and medium. And if you're a, a medium or um, and who's looking for some training, he's a wonderful mentor. Um, you definitely want to check him out. And uh, thank you so much, Joe. This has been wonderful. And I, I learn something from you every time you open your mouth. So. <laughs> Thank you. I want to have you back well, on congratulations again. Congratulations on your soon. show. Congratulations on your show. I think it's wonderful, and thank you for bringing such good good people to uh, to so many who need you know who are needing and seeking things. And that's just it's just great. You're the perfect one for this. So I, I God bless you oh. for that. I just think it's great. And thank, thank you for having me on. I am honored. Appreciate it. The honor is all mine. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. My next guest next week is psychic medium John Holland. I'll talk to you in a week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.